0: Welcome to the More of God. Today's our first guest interview, and I'm super excited about who I have to share today, and that is Neil Leaser. And I met Neil and his wife Teresa about six or seven years ago uh, when I came to our church. And over the years, I've heard them share the story of their powerful encounter with the Holy Spirit that you're about to hear. And I've heard them share it multiple times, but every single time I hear it, it just never fails to leave me in awe of God. So when I was thinking about who I could have uh, share their story on the podcast. They were the first people that came to mind. Now, Neil is one of the best teachers that I know, especially in the things of the Holy spirit. And I think it's so powerful because while their encounter was so incredibly supernatural everything Neil teaches is soundly backed by scripture. I'm a Bible girl. I need to see it in the word. And so I remember as a relatively tentative new Pentecostal, really being just drawn to his teaching because it was so founded in scripture. And I think that's definitely a product of where his faith began. So Neil, I'm going to have you start there and share a little bit about your faith before this encounter.
1: I grew up in a family, we were Southern Baptist for the most part. Um, And so growing up in that, um, I can never remember a time in my life where I did not believe in the Bible. Um, To me, that was just like believing that water is wet. Um, The Bible is true. That's just something I always had. And um, in our church, we had a great reverence and respect for the, for the Bible being, uh, God's word and being true. So that, that part has always been, um, just a core part of my personality and how I look at everything. And, um, so the, the people in my church, they, uh, you know, everybody, everybody loved Jesus, loved the word, but, um, just like all churches, they didn't, there was, you know, they were, there were some things they were very strong on, and then some things that kind of, we didn't talk about a whole lot on, um, the ministry of the the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer, like tangibly was not something that was kind of talked about a whole lot. So, um, I had a good, I had a good grounding knowing that Jesus is God, um, that he died for my sins. Um, I got saved when I was probably about seven or eight years old. Um, when we had a, uh, like a hellfire brimstone (laughs) evangelist come to our church and scare everybody half to death that we were going to go to hell. Um, So I went home one night and I, I believed what that man said. I said, Jesus, um, that man said, if I believe in you, then I won't have to, um, I won't go to hell really. It's kind of sad, but, um, and so Jesus is real and he kept his promise. So I got saved that night and I got baptized not long after that. Um, And I grew up going to church and, you know, singing the Baptist hymnal and uh, just, you know, that's kind of that's kind of how I grew up. So that's always been a part of my personality. It's always been a part of my worldview. I've never I've never had a time where I didn't believe that God was real or I didn't believe the Bible was true, even if, you know, I didn't understand a lot of it. I still believed it was true. So that's my background. Yeah. Okay, cool.
2: So um, why don't you share then kind of how your world got a little bit shaken up with your uh, introduction to the Holy Spirit?
1: Okay, so um, I met my beautiful wife, and I actually we met in a Bible study. Um, and uh, we were going to uh, the church we're in now, actually. And um, not long after we got married, uh, she started having some just really bad physical symptoms. But um, we never heard of anybody getting healed or anything like that. Although I believed it was real back in the Bible times. I believed that Jesus healed people, but I had never seen it or heard of it or anything like that. But um, as we were trying to find different ways to get relief for her symptoms, we started looking into, um, we just started hearing about people praying for healing and stuff like that. And I think we uh, we went around to a couple of different churches that believed in that kind of stuff, and frankly, when we went to a couple of them, we were kind of weirded out by how <laughs> people were acting. and wasn't used to that. During that same time, I was um I was one of the worship leaders at church, um, so I had a worship team, and uh, me and uh, there was two other people that led teams, and we all of us at the same time started having this. Uh, We started feeling this hunger and desire for the Holy Spirit, and we didn't really know what that meant, but we were all saying the same thing. And I remember we would all get together at our house and pray for God to um, just, we didn't even know what we were asking for. We just started praying for the Holy Spirit. Uh, We wanted to know more about Him. So we started asking around to different people, and we weren't really getting a lot of information from anybody um, I do remember on there was a lady on my worship team. She played keyboard, and um, her name was Helen. She was awesome. And she would tell me these stories of how God would tell her to go do something, and she would do it, and it would be amazing. And so I was so excited when she would talk about that stuff. And so I was always asking her about it because um, God would have her pray for celebrities and, like, deliver a letter to a celebrity and <laughs> um just all this crazy stuff would happen. And so I was always really excited about that. And I I remember I had a little notebook and I wrote down, here's the things I want. I want to learn about casting out demons. I want to learn about the gifts of the spirit. I want to learn about healing. I want to learn about these kind of things. So all that is going on at the same time where we start visiting these churches where there's, um, where they pray for the sick. So we went to a couple, like I said, we went to a couple of those and there were some, Things going on that we didn't know. We, I didn't have a. I didn't have a file to put that in. Um, looking back on it now, um, it was definitely the hand of God working in people, but I just wasn't used to it. So Anyway, do you, do
2: you remember anything that in particular that you saw?
1: Um, I remember they were praying for people, and they would get up and jump around and say how good they felt, <laughs> and like. Looking back, like why is that bad? But at the time, I thought, you know, that you don't act like this in church. Like you don't holler. Um, <laughs> but I mean, if you get healed, you want to yell out, "Thank you, Jesus!" Go for it. So, um, but back then, I just wasn't used to that. Um, that was one of the things. Um, yeah, that that was mainly just kind of more like the physical activity and the yelling well, and running around. Yeah, exactly. very very demonstrative. Um, the, the church I was in like people would worship God and raise their hands and all that kind of stuff, but I just wasn't used to like running around <laughs> and yelling so uh, just I just didn't like I said it that wasn't I didn't have a file to put that in so um, yeah that was that was that okay. so mm-hmm. um, then um, so in the story, so we're still kind of looking for ways to get Teresa's uh, get relief for her symptoms and also, Praying for God to send us somebody to teach us about the Holy Spirit, and um, the place where I work, I found out about a um, email list where you could put prayer requests. So I put uh, Teresa on the prayer request, the prayer chain email list, and I asked if people would pray for her. And someone replied back and said, "There is a man here that teaches a Bible study, and he prayed for my stomach, and it was healed. You should bring your wife." So. Um, That sounded very exciting, so Mm -hmm. I I went to the Bible study to check it out. It was at lunch at work, and I walked in, and we're we're in the conference room at work, and they're talking about healing and casting out demons and all this stuff. Actually, the stuff I wrote down in my paper, asking God to teach me about, they're talking
2: What a coincidence.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) so, um, I was excited, and um, after the Bible study was over, I went up to the man, his name's Bill Alsop, and... I said, um, would you mind if we pray for my wife sometime? She's not doing very well. And um, he he said, sure, why don't you bring her in next week? And so I just kind of walked away. And actually, I was thinking, I don't think we're going to be able to do that because she was not in a very, she was it just, that was going to be very difficult. He stopped me as I was walking away and he said, that's going to be difficult, isn't it? I said, Yeah. And he said, the Holy Spirit just told me that. So why don't you give me a call and we'll set something up.
2: So can you explain kind of her condition at that point?
1: She, uh, without going into too much detail, um, she had fibromyalgia and RSD. And so she could not walk, really. Um, and she had lost use of both arms. It was basically in constant pain all the time. Um, life was a struggle, Um so yeah, it was uh, it was really bad. It was then there's no cure for those conditions. So we were kind of didn't know what we were gonna, didn't know how we were going to live our life out. really. So yeah. So I called him up and he said, "Why don't you come over Friday night?" So we drove over to his house Friday night. We walked in, sat down. He said, uh, "Tell me what's going on." Uh, we said, "She has fibromyalgia." He said. Fibromyalgia is easy. I've seen that healed a whole bunch of times.
2: What did you think in that moment when he said that? I,
1: I did not know what to do with that at all. I didn't know if he's just being arrogant or if he, I just didn't know what to do with it. I didn't, I never heard anybody talk like that. And so we talked some more and then um, he and his wife started praying for Teresa and she was laying, actually she was laying down in the floor because she couldn't stand up very long. And they were praying over her, and they were they were praying in tongues. And I, I had heard that before, but I didn't know a whole lot about it. Um, I mean, I, I believed in it. I believed it was real. Um, but I actually, that's another part of the story that's interesting, is I had been praying to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues off and on for about 10 years up to this point. I didn't really know what it was. I just knew that if there's something from God that I don't have, I want it. So that was really, I didn't know what I was asking for, but I knew <laughs> if it's from God, it's good, so I want some of that. So they're, they're praying for Teresa, and then in the middle of the prayer, he stopped and he said, get up. And he took her to his front door, and he said, I want you to walk to the end of the street, turn left, and walk up the hill, and there's a bunch of mailboxes up there, and I want you to touch the mailboxes and come back. And so Teresa, great woman of faith that she is, she just took off. And so I'm sitting there in the living room, living room thinking, what in the heck is going on here? Because she can't even make it to the end of the driveway, probably. While I was thinking that, before I could open my mouth, he came walking back in the room and pointed at me, and he said, you've been praying to get baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking tongues. <laughs> and I thought, how in the world do you know that? Like, how in the world do you know that? And my... uh Logic, I guess, right there, I said, there's no way he could do that. This must be God. Like, God must be talking to me through this man. And so I said, yes, I have been for about 10 years. And he said, and this is pretty much verbatim. He said, get up because you're going to get it right now. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I got up and he said, put your hands in the air. And so I put my hands up in the air and then he put his hand on my chest and then uh, God spoke to me through his mouth again, and he said, don't try to figure it out, just speak. And that's a big deal for me because my brain is very analytical and logical, and I like to work on computers, and I like things to fit into a spreadsheet and a flowchart, and I like A plus B equals C, and I like stuff like that. I had been trying to receive the baptism of the Holy spirit by figuring it out. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work like that at all. And um, I've been teaching on it for 11 years now since then, and I still haven't figured it out. So you're not going to figure it out. (laughs) And so he said, don't try to figure it out. Just speak. So I, at that point, I remember thinking, well, this sounds like God again. I'm just going to do it. What the heck? So I opened my mouth and um, I started just to, speak by faith and uh God met me right there and I I basically offered him whatever sounds I could make and he turned it into something that made sense to him. Um even though it didn't make sense to me. And um I remember in that moment, now this I've I have asked a whole bunch of people about when they received the baptism. I just was subject I'm very fascinated with and this part of it's different for everybody but but for me I almost felt like there was a, f- a flood of God coming in the room. So much so that I almost felt like I was watching myself. Like I wasn't even, I was almost, I, I was in control of myself, but I had chosen to put the cruise control on. is <laughs> what it felt like. And I could turn it off at any time, but I didn't want to because it was amazing. Mm. And so that's going on for a little while. And I'm just standing there speaking in tongues in his living room. And then I realized Wait a minute, my wife's out there somewhere. <laughs> and uh I got kind of freaked out cuz I'm like, you know, she might be laying down at the end of the driveway, <laughs> like I don't know. Have... And so I turned around and she was standing at the front door and she hadn't walked, she had just walked two two she just walked two blocks there and two blocks back. She just walked four blocks, which is four blocks longer than she could walk. Mm-hmm. And um and she's standing there talking to him in the front door and she is completely healed awesome yes so i'll stop there and see what, what we're going talk about next
2: well I, I i've asked you this before but i'm just thinking of okay so you don't have a file for that you come to this guy's house you're expecting that he's going to pray and maybe she'll feel a little better um she gets radically healed you get baptized in the holy spirit and feel a flood of god <laughs> coming to you you guys say good night you get in your car <laughs> and what are you thinking
1: um, when I was, dr- I remember driving back down the highway, and I felt, and I've struggled for how to say this. It felt like I had just got pushed out of an airplane, and I was flipping around in the air, and I didn't <laughs> know which way was up. That's what it felt like. I felt like I had just found out that we don't live on Earth; we live in somewhere in space. Like I didn't know. I, it was so. Because there were so many thoughts flooding my mind right there, thinking like, man, the Bible not only is real for back then, it's real for right Mm -hmm. now. Like, all of this stuff is for now. And I got, I was balancing that with what just happened, what the heck, like, I just didn't, I mean, my mind was, uh, I don't like to say my mind was blown. My mind was turned right side (laughs) up. So, um, we're driving down, we're driving back home, and I just feel like, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know. I mean, it just felt so. Uh, like my whole view of reality just got changed around.
2: Complete paradigm shift. Instantly. Yeah, that. I,
1: if yeah, that's a. If there's a the strongest way you can say paradigm shift, <laughs> that's what happened. The strongest language you can use for that. Okay. Yep.
2: And then you get home. Yep. And then the next day happens.
1: Yep. And- so, so the ne- we get home. That's Friday night. Saturday morning is orientation for um, theology classes <laughs> that we had signed up for. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the orientation Saturday morning. And um, so over four years of um, Teresa's condition, I had been trained just how, how we functioned is that as soon as we get anywhere, my first priority, she could walk about 50 feet or so. So, always anywhere we went, my first priority is I have to find a place where she can sit down. That is first. Mm-hmm. And then we have to get to that place so she can sit down. So, we walk in and I'm doing that because I, it, I still haven't, like, my brain hasn't caught up to what happened to me yet. And so, I look around and she's just walking around talking to everybody. <laughs> and um, I'm like, this is so weird, like, so, um, I, yeah, it it was like you you thought the whole your whole life you thought blue was a certain color, and now it's not. <laughs> like it just was. It's hard to put into words. So we stayed at that theme like an hour and a half or two hours, and she's just stay, walking around talking to everybody the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not still not sure what to call what just happened to us. So and I probably look like I just saw a ghost with everybody <laughs> I'm talking to, and I I start telling people Teresa got healed last night. And they look at me like, what? And, um.
2: They didn't have a file yet either.
1: No, they, nobody, nobody was like, praise God. Like, people are like, really? And, um, (laughs) was weird.
2: That's interesting. Yeah,
1: it was was weird. And then I would say, and I got baptized with the Holy Spirit. But see, I still didn't know if that's what happened to me. Um, even though it was, I just didn't know. I, I had not had time to process that enough mm-hmm. to where I could talk about it out loud, so yeah, that was the next morning. Yeah. Yep.
2: Eleven years later, you want to give an update on all of that?
1: Well, eleven years later, um, so we went. And we just played golf today. <laughs> Teresa is an athlete; mm-hmm. um, she's amazing. <laughs> um, she can do workouts that I can't keep up with, <laughs> and um, just very proud of her. But she's totally healed, and we. After that happened to me, I spent, I think I probably spent two years researching the baptism of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. That's what I spent all of my free time on. And, um, I learned, I learned about it as much as I could, uh, just coming at it from every angle, all the different arguments people have for or against it, and all the different ways people view it. And God really, I believe God put a passion in me to, um, teach people about that and to lead them to receive it. And actually, one night, he um, he showed me in a vision. It was the first vision I ever had. Um, he showed me in a vision that that was part of his plan for my wife, was to lead people to Jesus for him to baptize them with the Holy Spirit. And so we set out. Just We would go around telling everybody we could that wanted to hear it. <laughs> I mean, we told everybody.
2: And some people who probably
1: didn't. <laughs> a lot of people that didn't want to hear it. And, um, and that's fine. I, I, I was there in my past, too. Yep. So that's fine. And we have we had to put, we how do i say this god has blessed us to get to see him baptize a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. with the baptism of the holy spirit so we we were actually keeping track at one point um of all the because we loved it so much we just didn't want to forget it so we were trying to remember a lot of these and i think we well, we stopped counting at 200 people wow and that was <laughs> probably 7 years ago and i've i've actually gotten to lead pastors of other churches Awesome. And their church doesn't really believe in that, but that pastor wanted it, and we God sent us in there, and they got baptized with the Holy Spirit. And um, so, yeah, eleven years later, I'm I'm still teaching people about that. Um, I really enjoy going to people that were in the mindset I used to be in, where I I was curious but I didn't know what to do with it. Um, so I get a lots of opportunities to talk about that with people. Um, also teach classes on healing because we we saw I saw my wife get healed, so I know that's real. And so I also, um, spent a lot of time studying about that and not just studying, but going out and praying for people. And so we've, I can't even put a number on how many. We've seen God heal every part of a human body and the mind and the emotions and everything. We've seen so many people get healed. I can't even remember all of them. Um, and we've also got to, um, help people get freedom from demonic influence. And again, I don't know how many times that's happened, a whole bunch. <laughs> and so I'm sitting here thinking, that notebook I wrote down, all my things I wanted to learn about, those are the things I'm doing with my time a lot these days, so that's pretty neat. Um, so yeah, 11 years later, we are still learning new things about Walking with the Holy Spirit and how he wants to interact with us and uh, trying to tell as many people about this stuff as we can.
2: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about that person you used to be, if you're thinking about, um, you know, like you said, being curious but not knowing what to do with it, not knowing who to ask about it, not knowing how to find out more, like what's something you wish that somebody had told you way back then that would kind of push you in the right direction?
1: Well, I actually wrote a series of articles with that in mind on my website. But the first thing I started with was, so for me, with my background, seeing it in the Bible, if, it's, if, I, if you can't show me in the Bible, I'm not really going to listen to you. <laughs> um, you can tell me about your experiences all you want to, but if I can't find it in the Bible, that's yeah, nothing against you, but that's I'm not going to, I need to see it in the Bible if I'm going to latch hold of it. Um, so I like to show people. That what a big deal it was to God the Father, to what a big deal it was to Jesus, what a big deal it was to the early church and the apostles and all that's in Scripture. So I, I like to show that. Um, I like to show the places in the book of Acts where people received it. There's, there's four of them, and um, you can learn a lot by just reading those stories. One of my biggest questions was that I thought that when you got saved, you got, that's every, you got everything at the same time. And I've since learned that that is an unbiblical position, and um, there's lots of scriptures to prove that. And I also thought that you lump everything the Holy Spirit does into one bag, and He doesn't fit in a bag. And um, But I learned, um, so I was saved when I was eight, and the Holy Spirit lived inside of me from that day on. But that's not the only thing, the only thing the Holy Spirit does is not just live in you and help you help you live more godly um, and stuff like that. There's other things he does. And so it doesn't, you don't You don't stop there. That's really where you start. You start when he moves inside of you. So knowing that when I was eight years old, it's when I, he moved inside of me. But when I was 38, I got baptized with the Holy Spirit. So I have 30 years in between. So I know what the difference is. I know the difference before and after. So I would... Um, I like to show people that have a foundation in scripture. I like to show them the places in the book of Acts where you can definitely see that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is different than getting saved. It's a separate thing, even though it may happen at the same time. Often it doesn't happen at the same time. So that's another big one. And then um I had a misunderstanding that people had told me off and on. The tongues was the least of all the gifts. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that or kind of, The gifts of the Spirit were only for back in the days of the apostles. There's uh, some good scriptures on that kind of stuff, so I like to bring that out. That really seems to help people a whole lot. And showing how the importance um, that the early church placed on the practice of speaking in tongues and praying in the Spirit, you know, that's all in the Bible, too. I just, um, I never saw it. And it's funny to think back. I used to lead a Bible study on the book of Acts before I had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we went through every chapter. And, um... All this stuff was in there, and I never saw it. And that's amazing to me. That just shows how supernatural the Bible is. But I went through that whole book of the Bible, and I read it a whole bunch of times and never saw any of this stuff in there. But it's in there. So if you grew up in a church where you believe the Bible is the Word of God, then I can meet you there and show you some stuff that will really help you out.
2: Some people might think, well, why do I want to get baptized in the Holy Spirit? What changes after I get baptized in the Holy Spirit? So for you and your personal experience, what was different— after
1: the fact. So there's a couple. The biggest one is that the Bible came alive to me in a way that I was not expecting. And it's hard to know how to describe this. It's just like all of a sudden it was just like you just got out of football practice and the Bible is Gatorade. Like you just want it and it fits, it satisfies what you're looking for. And so that got amplified big time. And then I'm, um, the, the idea that the way I received the baptism showed me how to walk in the Spirit and, and bring the things of God into my tangible experience, because I had to, I had always been waiting on God to, do, to make my mouth move or make me do something. But the way that I received the baptism was I had to start, and then He met me there once I started. And so there are so many things in the kingdom that operate like that, where God has already made it available, but you have to reach out and take a hold of it somehow. So learning that principle was a big deal. But um, then another one I want to mention. So I, I believe that one of the purposes of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to take whatever your gifting is and amplify it or make it more effective, and so I talk about this some on my website, so I won't go into all that here. But I believe that's one of the reasons God gives us the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, is that whatever we're called to, he wants us to um, supernaturally make us more effective at whatever that is, more effective than we would be otherwise. And so for me, I had been leading and teaching Bible studies most of my adult life, and I've always been drawn to that. So let me see how I want to say this. I had, uh, I had taught Bible studies most of my adult life. After I got baptized with the Holy Spirit, my, my wife started noticing something about me, is that she started asking me, Neil, how do you know all of these Bible verses all of a sudden? And I didn't really understand what she meant, but then looking back, I can see, before I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we would try to memorize scripture and remember things. And, you, and I could remember stuff like John three sixteen and stuff like that, you know, that we had memory verses. But this was different. So what I noticed was I would be in a Bible study with, with people or in some setting where someone was teaching. And they would, if some, if the person speaking would say something, it's like I had this Rolodex inside of my imagination that would flip through and show me what Bible verse they were talking about. And it would be right. It would always be right. And so I would, like if it was a setting where I could speak up, I would say, yeah, that's Jeremiah 16, 4, or whatever. And I would just know where it was. And it it seemed so natural that I didn't notice anything had changed. But to people around me, they were like, how do you? And so people started actually calling me the walking concordance, <laughs> or Mr. Concordance. And I didn't, and so God did something to me to where um, he trained me in it when I was not during the teach not the one teaching, it was when I was listening to someone else teach. I could like if they're teaching about a topic, then I could it was just like I could sit there and tell everybody in the room every Bible verse that goes along with what they're talking about. And then um and once I got used to that, he started doing that with me when I was teaching other people. So I would go to a Bible study and I would be teaching and I would I would know where the Bible verse was that answered the question someone was asking. And it wasn't something that I am in control of. I, I couldn't go on like a Bible trivia game show and win all the money because it doesn't work like that. But at any time I'm in a situation where someone needs it, it has always been there. And so that was part of helping me be more effective in my calling as a teacher. So the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit made me more effective as a teacher by having me cooperate with the Holy Spirit in the moment, by Him giving me that, I don't even know what to call it, but that gift that works in me with the Bible verses. So.
2: And I love how you say that it's attached to your calling because it's real, like when I first was reading about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I, I read very specific testimonies and I thought that's the way exactly it will be with me. And it was completely different and it confused me, but mm-hmm. it's, he's so personal and he does things individually and it's based on the person, their calling, their personality, like their past, like everything is just, it's awesome how he does that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I totally believe that because um, I look at, you know, when um, Jesus had sent out the disciples' he told them to go preach the kingdom and heal the sick and cast out demons and, and tell, announce the people that the kingdom of heaven was at hand. And then, um, after he resurrected in, in acts chapter one, he told them, don't, he told them, I, I want you to go into all the world and preach the gospel, but I don't want you to do it until you receive what's coming, the promise of the father. And he said, you will receive power when the Holy spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and, you know, to everywhere. And so they had already been going out and preaching but what they were getting was not a new skill they were becoming more effective at what they were had already been doing. And so that is what the when that Holy Spirit power comes upon you that's part of what it's for is whatever you're supposed to be doing you can expect to be better at it because you're going to have a new power source behind it. So, yeah.
2: So what adjectives would you use to describe the Holy Spirit with the relationship that you have with him now?
1: Boy. Adjective that I would describe the Holy Spirit. Um, I would say that he is creative. Uh, he's very creative. Uh, he's very patient. Um, he's very smart. He's so <laughs> smart. Um, and, uh, he is not limited by anything you think. Um, he also cares about things that you don't think he would care about. Um, like small little things, he cares about stuff. So, yeah, those are the things I would say. Those are the first things that come to mind.
2: You want to share your website so people can look up more information?
1: Yeah, my website is bornofspirit.net. Um, again, it's born of spirit net that's my website
2: i know when i was uh, looking more into the holy spirit i would google stuff online which was kind of dangerous because yep. there's a lot of crazy stuff yes. out there so i would definitely recommend your website for that because it's just really good and, and solid you, information so i'm glad people have that place to go and and learn a little bit more
1: a lot of that website is me answering questions that i had mm-hmm. and i just write out the answers i found or um i teach the stuff a whole lot so i um there's, there's usually the same group of questions that you get from everybody when you teach this stuff. And so I've, I've written them in such a way to answer most of those. Um, and another, like another one of the big ones is people don't understand why you would want to speak in tongues. And so I have an article on there about the benefits of speaking in tongues. And they're from the Bible. Um, but it also lists some personal experience on there with some of it. And also, like what kinds of things you're saying when you speak in tongues. So I, I put that stuff on there. So if yeah, if you're interested in this stuff, um, really, I'm always working on my website, but it's written towards people that have questions about how this stuff fits together in the Bible. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Well, I would like to close by having you pray for anyone listening that um, that has those same questions that God would reveal it to them, and however He wants to do it. So. Okay.
1: Well, Father, um, I thank you, and um, I just thank you for April, and Lord, we just pray, pray some blessing, your blessing on her um, endeavor here with these interviews and her website. We just bless it, Lord, and I thank you for all the people that she's going to reach and all the people that you're going to get to touch through her obedience. And, And Father, for anyone listening to this that has questions, I know that you know how to answer those questions. And so, Father, I pray you bring light to people um, where there's confusion, and, Lord, we pray you have lots of um sons and daughters out there that you can send in to answer questions for people. And um, so we just pray that laborers would come across their path, that you would highlight things or or just send people to speak to them the right thing they need to hear at the right time. And Lord, I thank you that you love them, that you never withhold anything from any of your children. And so um, we just pray, Lord, that every one of us can walk in everything you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: amen. Amen. Amen.